Internet Traffic Jam episode 375. Hi, my name is Vince Reed, lead generation expert, speaker, and coach. And if you want to learn how to generate targeted leads for your business using pay-per-click marketing on a mastery level, stay tuned because I'm going to show you how. Welcome to the Battle Zone edition of Internet Traffic Jam. Vince Reed here. And what you're about to hear is a mastermind that I had with the one and only Nathan Chan. Nathan Chan is the founder of Founder Magazine, which is one of the fastest growing digital magazines in the world. He's interviewed some of the best entrepreneurs to ever walk the planet. Uh, people such as Richard Branson, Damon John, Gary Vaynerchuk. The list goes on and on and on. And I think you're going to be blown away by this mastermind, um, not only um, from the things that he shares in terms of how he actually lands these high-powered interviews, I think you're going to be impressed um, by some of the questions that he actually asked me as well. All right, so guys, get ready and enjoy the one and only Nathan Chan. All right, we are live with my man, Mr. Nathan Chan. What's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, not much, Vince. You, uh, I'm good, thanks. You just called me <laughs> my dressing gown, man. It's uh, 9.30 a.m. Friday morning here in Melbourne, Australia from the future. I'm doing yeah. well, bro. Awesome, man. Yeah, people don't realize that when you do Zoom interviews, it automatically catches you. So before we went live, my man was, I wasn't quite ready, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> so tell us a little bit of the Cliff Note version of your story. I mean, you've been able to interview some amazing entrepreneurs. The business is growing. The magazine's phenomenal. You just released a book. And uh, I see you speaking all over the world, doing a lot of stuff, man. So how did, it, how did you get to be so cool? <laughs> oh man, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. So, um, long story short, about four years ago, uh, I was working in a day job, um, a nine to five job, uh, working in IT. Really didn't like it. I was looking for work that would would fulfil me, and and I uh, found that there wasn't really a magazine. I was interested in entrepreneurship, startups, and I found that there wasn't really a magazine in the space that I could personally relate to as an aspiring entrepreneur and founder. And um, so I went ahead and, and created that publication and that was called Founder. And uh, what started as a, a digital magazine in the app store, uh, first day we launched, we made $5.50. Uh, and then as time went on, I actually really fell in love with the process of, of, of producing this monthly publication. And then along the way, you know, we, we started to get a lot of household name uh, well-known entrepreneurs feature on the front covers of our magazine, like, you know, Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Mark Cuban's coming later this year, um, uh, you know, Barbara Corcoran, Damon John, Tim Ferriss. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, um, we launched a podcast and we launched a blog and then we started to do some stuff around courses. Then we started to do stuff around physical products. We're going really hardcore on physical products now. So, so uh, in a roundabout way, um, I, I produced this, I started creating this magazine, which turned into a fully fledged kind of media company where, you know, millions of people consume our content every single month across social, blog, mail, uh, you name it. And uh, it all started because I felt that there was this uh, just striking need to produce really great content for aspiring and early stage startup founders and entrepreneurs. Uh, and this this stuff had to be actionable. It had to be uh, really, really going deep. And uh, that's kind of uh, how the brand started. And um, yeah, that's kind of my story. Awesome, man. What a great story. I mean, and the podcast is great. Make sure you guys check out the Founder Podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Listen to it all the time um, oh, thanks, on my way man. to the gym every day. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get the battle zone started. I hope you're ready. 
because you are in the battle zone. Anything goes, and uh, we're going to have some fun. So, um, you know, for those of you who are watching or listening for the first time, the way it works is we just treat it as if you guys are flies in the wall, and it's just my man Nathan and I just here getting better, talking business, and you guys get to listen in. So, you know, you started this podcast. You obviously have interviewed some amazing people. How did you turn that into a business that generated revenue? Because I see so many people doing podcasts. They don't make money. They aren't getting sponsorships. Um, obviously, you've turned it into, you know, creating products and, you know, uh, physical products and things like that. Was that something that you just, because of your um, interviews and connecting with entrepreneurs, you kind of just figured it out? Or um, did you stumble onto it? Like, how did that process go? And can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what would be step one? Let's just go step one in turning your voice into actually um, revenue. Yeah, sure thing. So um, I never started the podcast straight away. I started the magazine first. And with the magazine, because it has a lot of authority, I used it to get interviews with the Richard Bransons of the world. And then what started happening was I had all this content because we would do these audio recordings of these interviews and we put them inside the digital magazine. So someone could read the interview, but also listen to it. So what happened was I had all these amazing interviews and they were locked up inside the magazine. So I started the podcast actually like a year and a half later after I started the magazine. So the reason I launched the podcast was simply to repurpose content. And then it really took off and it started to become a thing. So with the magazine, we already, you know, that was already a six figure recurring revenue, annual recurring revenue business before I even started the podcast. And then the podcast was just a purely a play of repurposing the content. Um, but in regards to answering, so that's, that was my experience. But in regards to answering your question, how you can use a podcast to uh, turn it into revenue. Well, I think the podcast has always got to be a play to build that trust and to provide that value over time. And that's something I think Mike Dillard does very, very well. So he's a great example of somebody that has a great podcast, does great interviews, and that's how he turn he and the way he turns it into revenue is just every single one of his listeners you know, over time and building that trust, you know, they visit his website and they use, then he uses the Facebook ads to retarget the people and get them into his ecosystem, get them onto his email list. And then he lets them know about his products and services and the other things that he's got going on. And so the thing with the podcast is naturally when somebody is, you know, listening to the podcast, if it is good, you're building a ridiculous amount of trust with that person because with, you know, a podcast episode could go for 30 minutes. If, you know, someone listens to your episodes over a long period of time, it's like, you know, that person, you're only going to naturally at one point in time, go to their website and want to check out more of what they've got going on and more around their business. And also at the start and the end of the podcast, let them know about your website, let them know just very lightly the things you do and you know what your expertise is or things you have going on. And then from there, you can start to introduce your products or services and really get people into your ecosystem a lot more. So, and that's one thing that we've done at Founder, you know, we always give away that free Richard Branson issue. That free Richard Branson issue has been downloaded, I think 40,000 times, wow. but that's just, and, and that, you know, that's, that, that's not just from pot, like that's not just from podcast people listening to the podcast, big proportion. Yes. But there's people that are coming to, you know, listening to the podcast, coming to the website and, you know, there's many different ways we can get people into our ecosystem. And then, you know, from there, once you've got that lead capture, you can, you know, work it from there. Awesome, man. That's great. That's great. So, um, one more for you. Yes. And then you get, and then you got one for me. Yeah. So, Speaking to so many 
amazing entrepreneurs, billionaires, people that have created amazing companies. Is there any bit of advice that stands out? But more importantly, a piece of advice that you actually took that immediately you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I heard that. Like an actionable step that you, an interview that, or something that you took from someone and something that you immediately tried, tested, and it worked that flat out blew you away, that had you thinking the heavens above that you had that interview. Yeah, that's so funny you ask that because for me, uh, I'll be 100% honest with you, Vince. It's, I'm doing so many interviews. I'm actually, I've got a game plan 12 to 18 months from now. I won't do the interviews anymore. We want to set up an office in the States and get someone else to do them and like an actual good journalist. But <laughs> um, because I'm doing so many, it's like a blur, dude. Um, but there is one that I can tell you that I can draw on and that was from the founder of Zero Accounting, which is a billion-dollar company, cloud accounting software. It's absolute game changers from the, from the uh, founder, Rod Drury. And one thing that I learned from him from, from building a you know, listed billion-dollar company is the number one thing that he spends most of his time on and focus is speed and urgency. He's trying to move as fast as possible. And I, I actually, you know, this is something I took away a couple of years ago and I never actually knew that that were, that's was what it was all about. And that's something that I've actually ingrained into the culture within the founder team and, and the culture in the organization and building, this company we're building, where it's all about speed. It's all about moving fast and breaking things. And how can you get things done things? get things done faster so that's something that we obsess about at founder and that's been like wow you know like it's just so simple but it's so critical and you know if you if you see the stuff we do at founder we you know we have a small team of a couple of handful of people but the amount of product that we ship the amount of things that we're shipping at the speed that we're doing it's pretty legendary i think so was there anything that you can is there anything that you can think of where you heard that and you said okay we got to get this out quickly and maybe it was something that you would not have done that fast had you not heard that is there anything yeah look so i can't i think it was just kind of something that is um so it was a couple of years ago and i think it's something that's kind of just been ingrained in me as a founder and entrepreneur and then i've brought to the team Mm -hmm. and then you know so as an example um we launched a new product it was um a first of many where we get instructors to teach courses so we survey our audience we find out their biggest problem and then we find out the ex- find an expert to teach that course. We partner up with them and we were able to ship this um, instructor course. Getting an instructor to teach a course is so much different to you teaching a course yourself or someone in your team teaching it, right. uh, especially when you have to, the person's not good on camera and they don't have camera experience. So you have to script, you have to speak to them on Skype to script and to get a recording, then get it transcribed then get it edited, then get the script in the teleprompter for at least 60 different lessons. And then once it's, then once you've got the recording, you've got to give it to your video editor in Hungary. So you've got to upload it. It's got to be edited. Then it's got to be put into Wistia and then it's got to get into the platform. Then a workbook has to be created. We did wow. that in about eight weeks from wow. start shooting to finish to get the course done. And like it was legendary what, what me and the guys, uh, the team did. And now we have a game plan in the next like 12 to 18 months. We want to launch 30 courses. Wow. Uh, so 
and that's why we need to set up an office in the States. But yeah, just that kind of level of speed and, and urgency um, and a deadline, like ridiculously tight deadlines is, is, is really That's crazy. Solid. Well, now you know how to do it. You've gone through the hard part and I'm sure it'll get faster every single time. All yeah, right. So 100%. you have a question for me? Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, one thing I know you're very, very good at is paid acquisition, marketing funnels. Uh, one thing we're looking to do, we, we launched this print book, did really, really well on Kickstarter. We you know did a Kickstarter campaign. We're going to do another Kickstarter campaign early next year to do a journal, like an entrepreneurial journal, a journal for founders. Um, but another thing we want to start doing is printing the magazine, but not printing the magazine from doing subscriptions. Because one thing I've learned and, and a game changer for me is, is when people got that physical coffee table book, Vince, it changed the relationship. With, and it's just having something that people can hold in their hand, change the relationship. So what I want to do now is because the book is quite expensive. It's really, really high quality. Like, you know, to produce, it's quite expensive. It's like top tier. Mm-hmm. We can't do free plus shipping, but what we can do is print the Branson issue. So I, I don't want to do magazine subscription printed off subscription, but I want to do like, you know, the Gary V issue, the Seth Godin issue, do like five, 10,000 copies of each and do bespoke and do free plus shipping. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on creative ways to, for, for a front end free plus shipping funnel um, around customer acquisition on how you would advertise and because that's, that's, that'll be killer to get people into our ecosystem and into the, and you know, let them know about the brand free plus shipping. Absolutely. So you, let's say an example would be you'd picking like five of your top issues, right? No, I'd say, I'd say just one, you get the Branson issue, you get it. We'll, you will ship it to you. All you have to do is pay for shipping. You get the Branson issue And then you start the subscription, which is digital. Well then, so we would do free, yeah, so we would do free plus shipping. So you'd see an ad, get the Branson issue printed for like printed Branson issue for free. And then you, you would see the bumper, like Russell Brunson style with the bumper. Right. And then it. there'd be a series of upsells where you could get, you know, all of the back issues to the magazine for a couple of hundred dollars digital. Um, one of the upsells, another upsell to like our membership site, another upsell to one of our courses. And yeah, that's how Absolutely. we try and raise average order so value. I would do a couple of things. Like, so number one, obviously targeting Richard Branson's audience is going to be, for example, Facebook, really, really smart to do. But I would run a couple of different ads. I don't know if people really know the Richard Branson story. Yes. Uh, Most people just know he's a billionaire. So I might run what I call a story ad, which wouldn't even be clickable. It would just be an image of Richard Branson, maybe like an image or a photo of him when he got started like years ago, like when he was young. And I literally would get someone to write a long form sales copy letter Yes. And I would tell his entire story in that oh, wow. post, in that actual Facebook post. And then obviously at the end, you say, we loved his story so much. And we were proud to say that he was one of our first issues. We want to send this copy to you for free. If you can get people entrenched in the story and you can tell the story in an incredible way. Um, number one, you're going to get very cheap leads because if you notice on Facebook, if you have to click that um, read more, okay, yes. that actually low, um, gives you a higher relevance score as people yes. scroll down through the post. So I would do that first. People would read it. They'd get hooked. You'd probably get every, by the time someone read through and actually clicked on the link, your conversions are going to be much higher and you're going to have a very low click through rate, or excuse me, a very low cost per lead. From yes. there, I would just retarget, retarget that ad. So everyone that saw that with something else. So I would lead oh. with the story first, which yes. because you're coming across authentic 
and it's really true to the founder brand because you guys are just constantly giving away good content. Yes. So when people see you originally giving that away, it's not going to appear like everyone else, which is like, get my free plus shipping offer. You're basically doing what you do best in the magazine, which is telling amazing stories. Yes. Right? So I would tell this story and then anyone that saw that, then you can just get creative and then you can have your typical ads, but I would only run those to people who actually read the story first. So that's how yes. I would do to give it, give it away. And I think that um, in terms of targeting, I mean, it's your typical, um, obviously Richard Branson's audience, but then I would go the traditional entrepreneur space, different podcasts, the people we all know and love, their audiences, they would eat that up because I don't even really know all the ins and outs. I know I've watched his documentary, but it yes. would be cool to get a refresher just to hear his life. And then if there was a really cool image of him, like before everything started, and uh, I mean, no link, you can't even click it. You just have to read through the story. And, I and would the start link would be at the bottom in the, it in the be copy. In the middle. You could be in the middle and towards the yeah. end. And I would just say, you know, everybody knows Richard Branson is a billionaire, but how many of you know his, his, his real story? That would be the first part of the copy. And then I would yeah, just tell golden. the story and I would go from there. Is that valuable? 100%, man. That was cool. golden. Yeah, man. I love the story ads. Anytime you can, um, you know, tell a story and, and just connect, especially on social media um, with, with Facebook ads, that's great. And by the way, another thing I would, can tell you about that you can actually run that as a conversion ad. People don't know mean? you can do that. So when you do a conversion ad, you're basically telling Facebook that you only want them to charge you when there's a conversion. So within that copy of that ad, in that story, you're gonna link to your page, right? But ultimately yes. you want them to purchase the free plus shipping offer. Yes. So when they buy the, the free plus shipping offer, that counts as a conversion. Yes. So what will happen is you'll have such high conversions because I'm guaranteeing you by the time they read through that story and click the link, trust me, they're going to get that, that free plus shipping offer. Yes. And then what Facebook is going to do is they're going to put that in front of more people who they feel will actually purchase the product. So you'll yes. get more people actually purchasing versus people just kind of clicking and not doing anything. Yes. So basically run, a, run the image ad with the copy as a conversion ad. Got you. And in regards to CPL, if you were doing this, what kind of CPL would you be going for? Not even knowing the numbers, just straight off the bat, what kind of CPL would per you be going for? Per lead or per purchase? Well, you're going to go for both. Because you're going to, yes. okay, let me ask you this. Are they going to be hitting a page, opt in, then see the offer? Or are you going to send them right to the free plus shipping offer where they could just buy it right from the page? Yeah, I think I, I, think I would send straight to the free plus shipping offer. Okay, so they can so just be purchase it. Yep. Okay, yep. so... Um, so for example, I don't have a free plus shipping offer, but it, I would have to make that determination to know what else you're selling. Yes. Right. Because if your goal is to break even because you're selling other thing on the back end, I would just focus on break even. Yes. Like, for example, let's say it costs you $20 to sell one, to give one book away. Yes. As long as the back end is making you $20, that could be the goal. So yes. unfortunately, I don't know what else you're selling or what else you're offering. But, um, you know, I tell people if it's, you know, costing you $100 per giving it away, obviously that's probably too high. But yes. I think if you're somewhere with, you know, I'd say between $15 to $25 to give it away for free and it's 15 bucks for shipping. Yes. Um, you're, you're, you're okay. I would try to shoot for obviously under that. Yes. Um, the reason I say that is sometimes people freak out if they're giving something away and they feel like they're losing money. And that's yes. because they don't have a strong back end. 
Yes. So as long as you have a strong back end where you're giving it away and then you have the subscription model and you know that you'll recoup it, it might make yes. sense to pay 10 or $15 or even $20 to give one away for free. Yes. Cool. When you get ready awesome. to do that, definitely reach out to me, man. I'd definitely love to look at that ad and help you. If you yeah, yeah. 100%, percent, dude. So yeah, we're a couple months away, but 100%, I'll, I'll run by you. Thank you. Cool, cool. All right. So I got another one for you. Yes. Um, so... I'm assuming when people connect with you, obviously they know you from the, from the found, from founder magazine. They know you from obviously the podcast. What is it um, that people don't know is actually like what you'd call your superpower? Like what's a, as being an entrepreneur, what is your strength? I mean, cause obviously, you know, creating a magazine is what you do podcasts, what you do, but there's a lot of other things. Like for example, for me, people often see me as the traffic and lead generation guy. I branded myself that way. Mm. But I've also built four different companies that have generated seven figures. I know how to build businesses and yes. people don't know that. Is there anything about you that you feel that you have now throughout all of your experience that people don't know about you um, that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that people wouldn't know that I'm like hardcore on networking. Like, like super, super hardcore in the sense that not just even from the people that I speak to on the podcast, I'm meeting so many people at a, at a very, very um, insane rate of new people that I meet every single week or speaking to really smart founders. And uh, for, for me, it's kind of like, you know, um, I think that's the key like that's one of the biggest success hacks out there. One of the things that one of my mentors taught me is kind of really smart thinking is not, you know, uh, it's, it's more around who, who can help me, who, who can, who can I learn from, who can, who can show me what has done, like what they're doing that I want to do. Uh, and I think that's something that I I'm actually really good at that a lot of people wouldn't know is, is behind the scenes. If I want to know funnels, I have a lot of friends and, and meet people and, you know, obviously serve first and ask later, but I'm learning flat out like around funnels. And that's a big focus for us right now is, is funnels. Um, so I'm speaking to a lot of very, very smart people. Um, if I want to know about, you know, what, what it's going to take to build out a massive course platform with, you know, 30 to a hundred courses in the next two to three years um, with instructors at a really, really high quality rate, then I need to learn from people that have done that before and I'm, I'm speaking to people and, and finding out how they've done that. So that's kind of my secret superpowers. I am quite good at connecting with other people, serving first, asking later, finding the right people, um, it, whether I, I'm hiring them to, to join the founder team or to, to just kind of learn. That's awesome. I mean, I think that networking is definitely underrated. Um, 100%. How did you, how did you get comfortable with that? Just reaching out and, you know, you said something important, serve first, ask later. Um, is that something you learned from your mentor or just something you just picked up? Cause some people are just too proud. I've realized in business, a lot of the business owners that I see that struggle, they feel like they know it all. They, they like, I have all mm. the answers and the smart ones are like, I don't know anything. I want to learn from the best. And I've noticed that. So what, is that something that you learned? Or just, you just had it in you all along or someone teach you that? Yeah, that's actually something um, you might know him. Do you know Ed Dale? Are you familiar with Ed Dale? I feel old like I know the name. I don't, I don't Yeah, know. old school old school IM guy. You might know him. Um, 
but he's from Melbourne too. But that's something he taught me when he's um, one of my mentors, uh, old mentors. Uh, yes, yeah, so he taught me about serving first and asking later. He one time shared a story with me around how you know people always ask you for things and then he just you just never write back. Like if if they're just asking you straight out, it's all about serving first, asking later, and. Um, I learned that very, very quickly, luckily enough, very early on in my journey. But even before I started a business, because Founders is my first business, I've only been doing, I've been doing this for about four years, right? Um, I have always been kind of um, like a, a people person. Like even when I wasn't um, doing Founder, something my mum always taught me was just to kind of just speak to people and, and call people up and, and get on the phone and the face-to-face stuff. I am naturally quite a shy person, but you know, as, as entrepreneurs as well, it's, it's so awesome just vibing and, and connecting with other entrepreneurs and founders. So that's for me, that's that, you know, that there, there's that instant connection. If, especially when you're on the same wavelength with that person where you're really vibing like me and you right now, there's something very special about that. It's quite addictive to me. Right. So that's something that's come quite naturally as well. Before I was doing any of this stuff, I used to you know, have many friends and, and many connect with many different people and, and used to kind of spread myself around and know a lot of different people doing all sorts of different things. So that's yeah, awesome, that's man. kind of, yeah, that's kind you know, of me, man. It's funny you say that. It's like, I don't know. I don't remember what mentor taught me this, but that was taught to me early. And I, I think up until probably the last couple of years, I, I, I was, I don't want to say I was shy, but I didn't really go out there and reach out to people to um, offer value or network as well as I could. But early on, one of my mentors said, you know, networking was popular way back in kindergarten. It was like, mm. um, you get value by playing show and tell in school, right? Yeah. So you bring your toy to school and then all of a sudden you gave value, everybody in school liked the toy. Then all of a sudden all the kids wanted to be a friend and then you started networking and you knew everyone. Mm. So it's the same thing. Like, so people say, well, how do I go network? Well, what can you provide a value? What is going to make individuals want to essentially attract, um, what's going to attract them to you? So I always think about that. So I'm going to recap what we, what we went over and uh, you tell me if I was on point and then I'm going to, I want to um, let everyone, I want you to let everyone know where they can connect with you, get all those awesome products, find the magazine and all that good stuff. So um, some of my notes I took here, um, you leveraged the magazine and then that kind of led to the podcast. So yes. I think the point I took from that is that people don't have to have everything lined up in the beginning. Just do something that you're passionate about and it naturally is going to progress to other things. And, uh, and uh, you'll basically lead to those things. Um, build trust and uh, value. Um, and then I, I asked you a question about, um, you know, an interesting interview, something that you implemented immediately. You said there was something interesting about the founder of Zero Accounting. And he talked about speed and urgency. I truly believe in that speed of implementation. So, so important. Um, you talked about physical products. You, you felt that there was an important, there was something powerful about getting something physical in the hands of um, your customers and uh, serve first, ask later and the power of networking. I think we hit it all. (laughs) Yeah. Boom, man. I've got a question for you though, bro. Can I ask you a question? That's cool. That's cool. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I only got to ask you one question. Man. I know, I, I know. <laughs> we, I try to keep, I try to keep us on time. It's all good. It's Go all ahead. good. Yeah. Um. So another question around ads. Um. So with that book, with that physical, physical coffee table book, as I said, we economically we can't. Even if we did 
add a lot of upsells, downsells um, in that funnel, I still don't think it will be economically viable to ever do that as a free plus shipping. And it's just the book itself, it's too premium. It's not a free plus shipping type offer. So we would have to sell that book at, you know, whatever we, we decide to retail it for, you know, anywhere between 50 to 70 US, right? So my question to you would be when selling that book, we will have, you know, a series of upsells, downsells, audio book, you know, whatever. But when selling that book, we, we probably will only retarget our warm traffic. So anyone on our retargeting list, you know, we have a, a reasonable size retargeting list, you know, a few hundred thousand um, that, you know, have visited our websites or pages in the past you know, 90 days or whatever it is. Um, so how would you go? Like, would you, like, we have a lot of, we, we have some awesome video content around that product as well um, that we had to make for the Kickstarter campaign. Like what, how would you approach that in terms of funnel and, and ads? Um, okay. Like, yeah, creative, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a big believer in stacking. So, yeah. um, you know, the product. Okay. So let me ask you this, that the, the, the physical product, that you said what you don't believe would work if you did a free plus shipping, how yes. much does that, would that product actually cost? Like what is the hard cost to actually, if you were to do it to make you feel that could, it, could you do it under 20 bucks? If someone gave you 20 bucks, would you still make a profit if you gave them that book, if they paid for the shipping, if you no. so it's over 20 bucks. Yes. 30 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, it would be in between the 20 or 30 mark if we okay. were to include on average shipping around the world plus the production cost of the book. Yeah. Okay, so what I would do is I would shift it to 67 and I would stack it with some, some of your products. So uh, I, would, I would basically say it's $67 we're going to send it. You pay for shipping and you're going to get some unbelievable product that costs $1,000. Yes. That, that you, I would add it with a product and I would do it at 67 and send them the book. Yeah, got you. That's what I would so do. you charge 67. So you'd use the digital product as a way to supplement. Because you still get, we do that right now with my book, Internet Traffic yeah. and Leads. Yes. Uh, we do that right now. So we give away the book, but we stack it with other products, which yes. add value. Yeah, got you. Absolutely, that man. Awesome. awesome. That's smart. So I want to tell you, Nathan, you survived the battle zone. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> but before you go, tell us where everyone can find you and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. So, um, people can just go to founder.com F O U N D R.com. We recently acquired that domain. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Expensive yes. exercise. <laughs> You're probably, that was, that was, oh, that would cost you a lot. Well, I got lucky. I was able to get, um, my new company's domain and people were like, how much did that cost you? I'm like, I got it for free. And I'll tell you what that is later when we talk another yeah. time. Awesome, awesome. Man. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. I had a lot of fun. And uh, guys, that completes another Internet Traffic Jam Battle Zone. All right. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Later. If you got value from this episode and you have a question for me about business or lead generation and you want your question answered on a future podcast, visit Ventry.com forward slash question. That's Ventry.com forward slash question to get your question answered on a future podcast.